Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to worship with us here at the Daughter of Zion Seventh-day Adventist Church. Now, I want you to do me a big favor and to like, subscribe, and to share this video with others so that they too may get an opportunity to hear a life-changing message. And you too and them will also be notified of future programming by our church. So remember to like, subscribe, and to share. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Dear God in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you have given us to worship you in prayer. Continue to be with us, to bless us, to guide us. We ask that you will come rest, rule, and abide in our heart and tabernacle with us. You said that you would teach all things and bring all things to remembrance. We ask that you do that this day. And we prepare our hearts and minds to receive you when you come. In your wonderful name we do pray, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. If I recorded in Exodus, the third chapter, verse 1 through 5, our sermon backdrop in Scripture. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, while the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh nither, hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I've entitled my sermon, Fire, Fire. Now, this is supposed to be like any other day for Moses. You know, he had um, spent many years out in the wilderness, 40 to be exact, tended to the sheep of Jethro, his father-in-law. And early in the morning, he would, you know, rise up and he would take the flock out and one thing about, you know, um, sheep herders or shepherds, they would uh, take the the uh, flock to different parts where they would have enough fertile ground for them to feed on. And this was a daily thing for them uh, to do. And it was out of the corner of his eyes that he saw uh, uh, something that was strange and phenomenal. It was a bush that was burning, but unlike most times when there's a fire, a fire would quickly consume what is burning. But in this particular instance, a bush was on fire and was not being consumed by the fire. And Moses, you know, turned around fully to get a better look at this and he started to approach. And that's when the, the voice of the Lord arrested him and said, Moses, do not come hither. He says, take off thy shoes for the ground that you're standing is holy. I've entitled my message this evening, fire, fire. You see, fire is very hot. Fire will consume whatever is burning. You know, mama always told us not to play with matches because it could start a fire. Whenever there's a fire in a building, a person will say, fire, fire, fire. And everyone would know to head to the exits. I remember in school where we were, all, we were 
will at oftentimes have fire drills so that we know how to exit the building in an orderly manner without running and tripling in a state of pandemonium over each other. And so it's necessary for us to practice for that dreadful event, should it happen, what to do in case of a fire. We're always told, you know, from a young child that if you're ever on fire, that you should do three things. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Why? Because fire destroys. One of the worst death a person can experience is by fire. Gold is purified through fire. We are afraid of fire. Our first response to fire is to put it out or to go and get someone who can. You may not understand me, but uh, 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 when the, the Pharisees tried to put the fire out of Jesus, they were unsuccessful. And so they went to get someone else. They brought lawyers to Jesus, trying to get him to trip up on his words because this fire to them was strange. This fire to, to them was incomprehensible. This fire to them was something that they couldn't contain. So they wanted to put it out. It's strange because people are afraid of fire uh, that they can't control. And nowadays when they see a brother and sister on fire for the Lord, um, that's when the lions start. That's when the player hate and the backbiting and spreading of rumors starts. Because they can't control a fire that burns within that they don't have any comprehension of. And so our first response to fire is, is that it invokes fear. And then we want to put that fire out to keep it from spreading. And that's what they did with Jesus. They tried to put out his fire. And if you've been walking this Christian walk, at some point or another, you've had that same experience when people try to put your fire out, they said, ah, oh, you know, it's all right that you have a little drink. It's a little wine is good for the soul. Why? You don't do this. You don't smoke. It's not going to harm you. Uh, um, you're trying to be uh, sexually pure and remain abstinence to marriage. And, and you, know, you hear people say, if you love me, you, you would do this. Uh, so people always are trying to put out your fire. They were ridiculed and mocked your walk with Christ. And because of the fact that we have, are allowing the Lord to use us, our fire continues to burn bright. So don't let anyone try to put out your fire and don't be discouraged by their attempts to do so. A lot of times people become um, despondent and dejected and defeated because people are talking about them. But we have to remain ever vigilant to and, and move forward in this Christian journey. Now, I have had several significant experiences with fire in my life uh, on a personal level. One was I was a kid, you know, you know, probably like five or six years old, and there was a a a fire in our house, but it was only in one room. But we exited the house, and they was able to put out the fire. Not much damage to the the whole house, but in the room did uh, experience some some fire damage. Another time I was around about 10 years old and it was around Christmas time. And this right here was very important to me in that all our, uh, um, our toys was under the tree when this fire happened and it burned down the whole house. And 
we only had the clothes on our backs. And, you know, the, I'm not sure what was the hottest toy out that year, um, but I had a very um, lonely Christmas in regards to having toys because it was so close to Christmas that, um, you know, there was not much time to, you know, get things, you know, replenish or replace. Another time, you know, later on in life, I was about 16 years old and a fire, you know, ravaged and burned down our house as one of our family members was playing with uh, fire at a, uh, early in the morning, trying to light a firecracker and it, it grew beyond his control and he didn't want to share with anyone and, it, and the fire started to grow and, and I woke up, you know, from my sister um, telling me, hey, get out the house, the house is on fire. And, you know, those are some experiences I had with fire. But there was one very uh, um, important or one experience with fire that is seared into my mind. And I was living in New York at the time. I was, it was three of us that were housemates. And it was right two in the morning when uh, one of my roommates yelled and said, hey, man, come help, help, come quickly. And I, I, I wake up, I'm, I'm drowsy, and I just see the, the two of them in front of me just rushing out the door. And when I go outside, I see this lady very distraught running up and down the street and um, barely dressed. And she was saying, my baby, my baby, my baby. And it, I soon realized as I looked up that the house across the street was on fire. And so we, tr we rush in the house trying to, you know, go in the house and we understand there was a little child there. And, but the fire was just too uh, um, strong and we couldn't do anything. And it was a, it was a two-story um, um, a building or a home with a basement. And the, the child was at the window and we tried to get him to jump, but he was afraid. He's only about like five, six years old and sad but true, the little kid died in the fire. You see, fire destroys and... And it took away this this young child, this mother who had just gotten off work and she works in a hospital system. And the little son said, Mom, can I talk to you? You know, she, he was calling for the mom and mom said, you know, I'll be there. So she went to the, the bathroom and she was looking to, you know, talk to her kid. And she never had that experience again because a fire just came out of nowhere and changed her life and her family life forever. And so fire is something that is to be respected. There are seven attributes of fire that I want to point out that is very significant for us here. There are seven attributes of fire that is important that we understand here. First is that the fire attracts us. Fire is something that attracts us. You see, Moses saw a bush that was on fire and he was amused about, about this because the fire is something that he had seen before. But it was the fact that the bush was not consumed. You see, also in, in our discourse and our time here today, together is that fire and light is going to be used interchangeably or synonymously with each other. You see, when the wise men said that they saw his uh, light in the east and they came to worship baby Jesus, they were driven and led by a light in the sky. You see... Uh, 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 fire attracts us and it led the wise men uh, um, um, to Jesus. Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. We should be attracted by this fire. The Bible let us know that let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man 
his thoughts. Secondly, the fire not only attracts us first, but it leads us. And on the fourth day, you know, God created two lights. We have the sun and the moon. The sun was supposed to dominate the day and the moon would do the same by, um, by night. And so we, we see here that the, the, the two great lights has always been in existence from the fourth day forward. And it's been some of the most constant um, things in, in, our, in our walk, in our, in, our, in our existence here as human, to be able to see a sunrise or a, a, a moon um, that you can sometimes see in a day, but most definitely at night, um, that we have these, uh, these lights. And they're meant to be uh, for signs and for season. Uh, but the fire leads us. And when we are, are, are lonely and tired, God promised to uh, to lead us by a pillar of fire by day, like he did uh, by night, like he did with the children of Israel. Fire will lead us and it will guide us. When you've been faced with eviction from your house or you struggle to feed your family, you never uh, stop following the pillar of fire. Never stop following the pillar of fire in your midnight experience because rough time, troublous time will come. And it will come at a time unsuspectingly uh, when, you, you know, when you, you have barely enough resources to make it to the next payday or, you know, um, you find yourself, you know, with your back against the wall and then there's another tragedy that happens. You know, if you look back at the life of Job, Job was hearing one bad report after another and he would see why he was yet speaking. While he was yet speaking, another, you know, and another servant came to tell him another set of bad news and, and a traumatic experience that's happened. And sometimes in life we have that experience where one thing after another keep happening. But if we allow the fire to lead us throughout those events, now we'll find ourselves going through the storm and coming out on the other side. So the fire attracts us. The fire leads us. And thirdly, we know that the fire to be God's word. Uh, that's why Jeremiah records in the 23rd chapter, verse 29, he says, it's, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. He's talking about the word. So John also referred to this word, to this fire as light. He said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shining in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness of the light that all men through him might believe. You see, fire here is described as being light, and Jesus, as we know, is the light of the world. It said that John was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. When fire attracts you, it guides you so that you can have confidence in this fire and in, uh, in, in the word of God. Bible lets us know that my word will not return back to me void. If you've been sick before, jobless, hungry, disappointed before, frustrated before, broke before, had your heart broken before. You can take comfort in God's word. That's why we are to comfort one another. 
uh, when we've gone through different experiences, but we can find comfort and assurance in God's word because it, it illuminates dark places and it gives us a joy and a peace uh, of mind that no matter what has befallen us, God has never forsaken us. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, the word of God is described here as being that fire or light. And we all should want some light in our lives that will help us during dark moments, during trying moments. See, fire attracts us. It leads us. And fire is the word of God. Fourthly, this fire here, it purifies. Fire purifies. What that simply means is that fire helps get rid of excess baggage. Did you know that Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness? Now, you understand Moses was brought up in the, in, in the, in the um, pharaohs, in, in, in the temple or, or the palace of Pharaoh. And he had uh, grown up in, in a aristocratic lifestyle, you know, uh, and here was a person that had servants to his beckoning and an idolatry and everything was was around him. And God had to have a a 40 year wilderness experience with him to wash that away and to fit him for the um, um, promulgation of the gospel. And so this fire doing this, this, this wilderness experience allowed him to burn away selfishness and, and pride and greed so that he was ready and fit. And when God thought it was time, I say that again. And when God thought it was time, he, he, he let Moses know through the burning bush that he had a mission for him to go on. And Moses didn't think that that time was ready because he said, hey, I stutter and I, and I have a stammering tongue. And God said, who made your mouth? But the point I want to make is that fire should purify us. That we are told by Paul that we need to lay aside every weight that so easily beset us. Let the fire purify us and get rid of every weight. Paul said, what should separate us from the love of God? Nothing if you let the fire purify, purify us. And so fire... Uh, uh, um, attracts us it lead us it's the word of god and we find here that fire should purify us it should make us whole and fit vessels for use in his service and to be ready to receive him when he come again can i get an amen let the fire purify you before it's everlasting too late fearfully we find that the fire will consume the fourth the fourth uh, um, reason that list was to purify where the fire wouldn't burn the object. It would burn off the excess baggage or the dross or the impurification that's on it. But if need be, God have reserved another use for fire, and that is to consume. We find evidence of this in, in, fire, in Sodom and Gomorrah or Nahab and Abihu, whose sons had offered strange fire before the Lord. The Bible lets us know that the wickedness, the wicked, will be destroyed by the brightness of his coming. You see, we better start taking God at his word now or there will be hell to pay later. You see, our Savior, though loving and caring and forgiving, 
can't stand the sight of sin. So he pleads and he beckons and he calls for sinners for them to forsake their ways. Yet many rather drink and party. Solomon wrote in Proverbs the sixth chapter, verse seven, it says, Can a man take fire in its bosom and not be burned? A lot of times we think that we can, you know, play around with sin for a season, but it lets us know that you cannot take fire through your lifestyle, your unholy lifestyle in your bosom and not be burned by it. Uh, you, we find that uh, Bathsheba, we find that, uh, I'm sorry, in um, there was uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son, um, a grandson who was uh, leading uh, in, in his father's stead and they was partying, they were drinking and all of a sudden there was a handwriting that wrote on the plaster of the wall these were many, many tickle you farson and when the word was written it was blazing and traced with fire and it caused the, 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 the king's consciousness to change and um, he started to um, shiver and to quake. And it was simply the, the handwriting on the wall that couldn't be read by anybody there. So they went and brought Daniel in um, to be able to interpret the handwriting. And he simply said that, he says, Many, many tickles you, you're farcing. Thou have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. He said, Your days are numbered and the kingdom is divided. We don't want God to write on the doorposts of our hearts. Many, many tickle you farcing. Thou have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Thy days are numbered and the kingdom divided. So we have to heed God's warning because the fire will consume us. We have talked now uh, uh, um, every day in the news about global warming. Now, understand this here that when God had con, um, brought about a flood to take care of sin uh, and during the, uh, the period of time uh, of Noah's lifetime, he used water and he said, I will never destroy this world again by water. So he put a bowl in the sky. But understand that if you read the account recorded in Genesis is that the fountains of the deep gave up the water. So not only did it rain 40 days and 40 nights, but the, the water, if you, if you were to dig a hole uh, uh, in, the, in the ground, in, in the earth, you would hit a water table. And there's plenty of water beneath the, the surface of the earth. And the, 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 the fountains of the deep allowed the water to rush out of it. And it, and it contributed to the flood. So we're told that the next time it won't be by water. It's going to be by fire. And we have now the thinning of the ozone layer that is allowing to earth to heat up more. And we call it global warming. I'd simply say that the earth is getting hot enough for hell. Because as there is water underneath the earth, there's also fire or, or, or the, the, the earth it has molten lava underneath its surface there. Uh, and, and, and I believe that when that time comes for the lake of fire and where the wicked would be judged and punished, that not only will fire rain down from heaven, but the fire that is beneath the earth, crust, uh, will gush forth just like water did um, 
to 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 serve for and, and, and God's punishment of the wicked. So fire is meant to consume for those of us who choose to be disobedient. Fire is meant to consume us. But if we, if we heed God's warning, then fire will just purify us and make us fit vessel for his service and for his kingdom. I said fire attracts, it leads, it purifies God's word. Fire consumes. But I want to let you know, sixthly, that fire saves. Fire saves his children. He said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. You see, Satan will rain down fire from heaven. And he wants us to be afraid of God's fire. He wants to mimic God's um, second coming. And he wants, but he can't do it like God's going to do it. And it's only going to invoke fear. Um when he comes again for those who not prepared their minds and heart to receive him. But God has used fire as a way to save us. Uh, so, you know, fire helps us when you're a sleepless night, the hurt and pain that we find in God's word, you know, to help dry up our tears. You know, it was this fire that raised Lazarus from the grave when he spoke, Lazarus, come forth. It was his fire to heal the woman with the issue of blood that has been suffering for 12 long years and for the man that was about to pull the Bethesda. You see, the Red Sea parted because of this fire that allowed the children of Israel to go across on dry ground. Or well, I like how the songwriter puts it. He says, we have heard a joyful sound. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. And that's what I came to bring you today. A joyful sound, not something that you have to be afraid of, but we can have hope and assurance that Jesus saves. Jesus saves. And seventhly, this fire is everlasting. Fire is everlasting. It was said by Isaiah that there'll be a time, that time will come that the sun shall uh, be no more light by day neither for the brightness shall the moon give light unto thee but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light and thy glory and thy God and thy God thy glory we find that recorded in Isaiah the 60th chapter verse 19 I don't know what you if you understand what I just read but there will become a time that the, the objects that God created on the fourth day of creation will no longer have its same use in eternity. See, God will be the light. He said he's going to establish his kingdom here. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There'll become a day, there's going to come a day when the sun will refuse to shine all because that Jesus will outshine the sun. Jesus will outshine the sun. And he said his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. From everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. By knowing and understanding this, we can put confidence in God because he is an everlasting fire. This fire is unquenchable, insatiable, insatiable. That's why we must walk in the light. Beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. Because Jesus is the light of the world. 
I hope you find joy in the fact that this fire that God has for us to have an experience with him, just like the burning bush that was not consumed. God is not trying to consume us, but use us. Please heed the warning so that we won't find ourselves being consumed by fire, but be saved by it so that we can spend eternity with him. Let us pray. The God in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for our point of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing that the hearing of your word has brought to us. Continue to let this light, this fire burn in us. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bush. Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine. Help us to let our light shine wherever we go freely. In your wonderful name, we do pray, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you again for spending time with us for our Wednesday night prayer service here at the Daughter of Zion Seventh-day Adventist Church. May God continue to bless you. Goodbye.